What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I want to give you guys a little bit of a Project 2030 episode here, something that I'm actually going through at the moment. So many of you guys know my overall backstory, how I got into the HR space, the leadership space, the employee experience space, and my goals within that space independently, entrepreneurially, as well as internally inside of a brand. Now, I think the tip that I want to give you guys uh, connected to my own story right now is I was approached by an organization to, to try to support them in, in a certain uh, capacity when it comes to HR, when it comes to employee experience, when it comes to running the overall people operations division. And there was a few things that I felt that the organization needed out of that particular new hire that um, that I just felt, number one, I was the best person to do it. But number two, I was and I am the best person to do certain things that I think could uh, bring value to the organization around where they inevitably really want to go. And so many of you guys listening, you guys know that Project 2030 is really designed to develop, to support, to motivate, and to prepare the next generation of C-suite executives in the HR space. That can be a head of people, that can be a chief people officer, that can be a a chief HR, human resources officer, a CHRO, that can be many different roles. And so for me, what I noticed and what I experienced in that interview is the following. They were needing support around compliance, HR law. They were needing tactical talent acquisition support and management. They were needing a, a few different variables and areas that I that I understood at the startup level because they were literally looking to bring in their first person to steward all things people. So I understood at the at the at the startup level, the business case level, and just from their point of view of why they felt they needed. Uh, a jack of all trades, if you will. But if you're listening right now, and inevitably, if you're going to be a part of Project 2030, and you're looking at yourself as an HR executive, and you're really trying to hone in and, and lock down what you inevitably want to bring to the table to an organization, if you are attracted, like I am, to startups, to high growth organizations that may not have the scale of the team that you need around you, let me give you a little bit of advice and something that I'm trying to experiment, my, experiment myself here. As you look through the job description, what you will probably notice if this is a startup looking to hire its first head of people, you would notice heavy on compliance and heavy on recruiting and time acquisition. Those would be the two areas as well as HR administration work. You'll notice that the role is going to be heavy there. Then what you'll notice is they're sprinkling in employee experience, they're sprinkling in DE&I, they're sprinkling in performance management and talent management, um, language and copy within the job description. The pitch and the, and the advice that I would give to you guys is the following. Number one, as you guys have always heard me talk about within Project 2030, lock in, remain confident and firm around what you want to bring to an organization, period. End of discussion. Do not waver from that point of view. Do not shy away from that point of view. Many of you are not me. And what I mean by that is many of you have ro- have risen and rise the ranks of the HR space. Many of you have been generalists. Many of you have been talent acquisition partners. Many of you have been internal recruiters. Many of you have been HR directors. Many of you have been HR business partners. Many of you have spent the last 7, 8, 9, 12, 15 years running the full gamut of all things HR, administration, law, all these things that we just talked about, policy. So at this point now, when you're trying to find that first executive and strategic initiative, again, 
if the startup lens and the high growth lens and the VC back lens is going to be a, an area in the size of a company that is interesting to you, and if they don't have too much bandwidth to build a team around you at first sight, what I would recommend is the following. Number one, identify within the job description that they are willing and excited about focusing on people operations, culture, retention, employee engagement, and strategic HR functions and, and executions. Again, around DE&I. Again, around creating high-performing teams. Again, around executive coaching and, and developing competence around leadership and EQ with all managers and, and building in systems and operational fabrics and functions and policies around that work. Again, and I'll even read, read you off some things. Like if you are seeing things like identify areas to improve and focus on um, authentic uh, values and, 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 and things that are connected to our revenue models and, and processes to scale out the people function. If you see things like, you know, supported continued implementation of our DNI strategy, if you see things like become a trusted partner to the leadership team when it comes to issues of org design, career pathing, performance management, and other strategic business decisions that pertain to people. When, when, you, when you see things and read things like implement in a comprehensive competency framework around training and a roadmap connected to training and upskilling folks that defines levels of leadership within the business. If you see a lot of those breakdowns that are very exciting and that are very um, connected to a lot of the strategic work, this is what I recommend you do. If you walk in, sorry guys, having trouble with the internet connection here. Let's get right back to the episode. Sorry about that, guys. The connection dropped off here. If you walk in and you inevitably find out that the role is paying a buck eighty, if the role is paying two hundred thousand, if the role is paying two twenty five, two forty. What I recommend you guys do is the following. Instead of declining the role because they are paying, again, 210, but 40% of the role looks like it's going to be a lot of those variables that you've done in your career and you just have no desire to no longer do, very similar to me, here's what I would recommend you do. Take some time before you actually start interviewing and build out a little collective around you at a very ingrained, structured level. What I've done with the E1B2 Collective is something that I think every single HR person can do. If you look at the work that I'm doing with Beyond Brand, that impacts employer branding, that impacts retention, that impacts recruiting, that impacts communications, that impacts internal and external comms. If you look at the work that I've done with Beyond Resume, that impacts internal community um, um, employee coaching. If you look at what I'm doing with Core 18 for organizations, that impacts the work that I'm trying to inevitably teach managers and leaders of how how to scale coaching and support employees and things of that nature. If you look at the work that I'm doing with Project 2030 that looks at how to scale and build HR teams around a, a certain individual. If you look at the work that I'm doing with Startup EX that built out a network in the community of folks to really help me scale out all things internal comms and talent acquisition and the strategies of that and change management and organizational psychology and DE&I. The punchline is the following. If you look at how I built out the E1B2 Collective, and if you really understand how I structured it, the goal was always to have a team around me that was bigger and stronger than myself. And so when you look at that 180000 when you look at that $210,000 salary, be cognizant enough, humble enough, patient enough to maybe say, 
I'll take 140, I'll take 150, and I'll take the other 30 or the other 40 or the other 50,000, and I will allocate that towards this team, the, these, these resources around me. I will use those resources to really build a lot of competencies around me and scale out myself because if the organization, aka the venture-backed startup, does not have the bandwidth, the, the desire to really build Sorry, guys, having another internet connection issue. Let's get right back to the episode. Enjoy. Sorry, guys, internet connection is bad here. If they don't have the skill and the desire to build out those capabilities in-house, but they know that those skills and capabilities are still needed, you want to go ahead and try to build those things internal. So um, you have to leverage a team because the organization is probably not going to allocate an extra budget on top of the 180 or the 190 or the 200 for that skill set to come in-house full-time or even part-time, frankly. So guys, the punchline is the following. Try to scale out your, your expertise. Try to scale out your network. Try to bring phenomenal value to the organization and try to be selfish to yourself when it comes to what you want to do and what you do not want to do as it pertains to the HR role. Thank you so much. Believe in yourself. Believe in everything that I just outlined. We'll talk soon, guys. Thanks a lot.